Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? Hope you guys are having a fantastic day so far. Uh, I got a special guest today on our podcast. And as you guys have seen, I have changed the name from the Train with the Rick Fit audio experience to the footballer's journey. Because I really think that you have to embrace this journey and... There are so many changes, so many things that happen. And as always, as everyone says, as cliche as it is, you got to enjoy the process. You can't be rushing to the destination. And everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own plan. So that's what I strongly believe in. And that's why I've changed the name. And uh, John has been on a journey of his own. Just a little bit of a background on him before he introduces himself. Uh, He's originally from Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, He studied at Palm Beach University and Kinesis College. And then he went on to play at uh, IFK Amel in Sweden. And now he is on his journey looking for his next contract. I'll let him uh, tell the rest, but uh, hey, John, glad to have you on. Uh, been a uh, long time waiting, but uh, definitely glad to have you on. So it's just a free running podcast. You know, I don't cut it up at all. It's all real. You can curse. You can say whatever you want. You know, don't be afraid to say anything. Just be yourself, man. So um, yeah, if you could just you know introduce yourself, um, and yeah, the stage is yours, man. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Rick. Um, uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, you know, I've I've listened to some of yours, so um, yeah, it's uh, been a pretty uh, cool journey that I've been on. And um, I actually started following you on uh, social media um, first, and um, from there is when uh, I got. Uh, linked to the podcast so um but yeah everything is uh good on my end and um like you said I mean there's it it is a journey and I and I'm glad you mentioned that and have uh made a new title I think that's brilliant because uh a lot of people a lot of players don't really uh you know they don't really think that um they just kind of think that uh things are easier or things should be this way but it's it's really a a journey it's been an interesting journey for me especially so um yeah just uh you know grateful and happy to be on the podcast and um yeah cool man so um you know how how old are you uh and if you could just give you know a bit of a background I mean I told you know where you're from a bit and um you know the start of your journey like you know where did you study where did you play college and then you know what was your first step um on your journey you know to become a pro footballer out here in Europe and um you know if you could just take us a bit of your background and yeah just leading up to it yeah definitely yeah so I'm I'm 24 years old right now and uh in goalkeeping years I'm a goalkeeper It's, uh, it's pretty young you know, um, was just watching, you know, like Gigi Buffon is playing last night. So this guy's over 40. So I, I'd like to say I'm pretty young in uh, goalkeeper years. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'm from Fairfax, Virginia. And um, uh, growing up, I played uh, for a club called Premier AC, which is uh, in uh, Falls Church, Virginia, near Washington, D.C., and um, the director is actually, his name is uh, Sully Hamid. And um, hmm. so he, he's uh, Bill Hamid's uh, father. Who's yeah, goalkeeper. wow. Yeah, the goalkeeper for DC United. And they get, he's been trying to get on the U.S. men's national team uh, as a regular. So, um, yeah, so uh, Bill Hamid's dad was, was my goalkeeper coach growing up. And uh, he then, uh, you know, helped me get into the DC United Academy. And um, from there, I went on to play college soccer uh, at uh, Canisius College. It's a a small D1 school up in Buffalo, New York. Um, 
And yeah, I went there for four years. I redshirted one year um, because, you know, I mean, as a goalkeeper, it was, it was, it, it's not always the easiest, uh, uh, always getting playing time. Yeah, of course. Especially going right into college when there's, when you're 18 years old and there's, you know, 22, 23, 24 year olds as well. Um, but it was, it was a really good experience. Um, and, uh, I actually redshirting was probably one of the best things I've ever done because, um, I was able to get a fifth year of eligibility, which I did at, uh, Palm Beach Atlantic University, uh, down in, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. So, I mean, that was, uh, oh, yeah. What, yeah, it, it was a great experience soccer wise and, uh, Life-wise, it was not bad living right by the beach and um, year-round. I mean, it was it was not bad at all, and uh, I was able to really focus on soccer because I was uh, a master's student down there. But wow. you know, I was only taking a few. Like, it's not very. Um, it's not. Uh, they, they don't. They don't make you take as many classes. So I was only mm -hmm. taking a few classes a week at night. So I mean, I was really being able to focus a lot more on soccer. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good experience down there. And, um, and yeah, and then I, I, I decided, you know, like, this is, this is my passion. This is, you know, this is something I love to do. I want to play mm -hmm. professional soccer. And I think that stems back from um, when I was with DC United Academy. Um, and yeah, it's kind of funny because I – uh, my mom is like a soccer mom too so like mm -hmm. she's always been you know you know very supportive of me she was our team manager when I was with Premier AC and everything growing up yeah. before DC United but I, I would go to the DC United games with her wow. and also I was uh when I was on the academy they let us be ball boys so that's awesome yeah I was I was a ball boy you know like right throwing need in the net and everything wow. and, just just going to the games with my mom and just doing all that it it, it really it really uh make made me really want to pursue this um you know from seeing this from a young age so i think that's where i kind of stemmed from um and and so yeah after palm after my fifth year of college soccer at palm beach atlantic i decided you know i'm uh, i'm going to try to you know see what I can do to keep playing so exactly. um yeah I mean it's it was it was kind of tough at first because uh um especially the year that I finished because I finished in the fall of 2017 so mm -hmm. the beginning of 2018 season is when the markets in the U.S. got a lot uh, tougher yeah because the NASL folded and a lot of those NASL players were 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 at either out of contract or taking up all the like uh, big portions of the USL or at least some portions of the USL teams. So for a guy with no pro experience, um, you know, I, I, it was it was tough. Um, yeah, especially uh, not having too big of a also a college career as well. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. being, not coming from like Wake Forest or Duke or anything like that as well. So, um, yeah. So I, I decided, you know, I'm going to do these 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 combines. Um, uh, so like the, the, these open combines. Uh, mm -hmm. I went to uh, PSC's combine down in Florida, and, uh, and how was that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting how these things go. I mean, because like you have to be really open to understanding from the coach's perspectives and the agency's perspectives as well mm -hmm. um, of, of what is, is really going on. Cause I mean, a lot of players think, you know, they're going to go to, if they perform good or if they're a good player or whatnot, or they have a good past that they should be signed right away. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, it, it was definitely a process. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I went to this combine um, and they gave me good feedback, but they kept telling me it's tough for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, I, and, and a lot of their connections are over in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and I do not have an EU passport as well. So yeah. it, it makes it double as tough. Oh, yeah. I second uh, that, man. Yeah. So, like, I, I, first of all, I'm a goalkeeper as well as, you know, uh, not having an EU passport. But they gave me, you know, like, good feedback as well as, you know, um, more opportunities, you know, inviting me on their tours and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't so sure about it. You know, some of these things are kind of a lot of money. Yeah, uh, but ultimately, uh, the next month I went again in Florida. It was it was just there again, and they helped me out. Um, you know, so they said they was giving me more scouts this time. They were gonna you know help me out uh, payment wise and everything. So I mean, it, so I I went to that, and it was in Orlando um, in January of 2018. Yeah, and. Um, this was also when the MLS combine was going on mm-hmm. in Orlando as well. So, um, you know, I'm also at this time, you know, I'm like trying to, you know, I'm emailing coaches, you know, just trying to find what I can do, you know, mm-hmm. talking with former teammates and whatnot, just trying to find a team. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, 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 I ended up watching the MLS combine. Um, but and uh, meeting one of, meeting one of my buddies there and everything and it was it was really interesting because I, I I met an agent there who's actually ultimately helped me out uh to where, to where I am today so um you know this this happened from January of 2018 and we're in March of 2019 so um yeah this opportunity where I am right now I'm I'm actually in Denmark right now Nice. Um, I just was, I was invited on a trial and, and ultimately right now they, I've accepted and they, they want me for the season. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. So, yeah. So either today or tomorrow or very soon, it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're finalizing the details uh, about when I'm going to sign. So, yeah, it's re- it's really good. I'm and I'm really looking forward to the season. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know if um, this is good. Um, if 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 I should keep talking or continuing my story here or anything you want. Yeah, to dude. Of course, but I mean, uh, just to you know date back to the beginning. You know, first of all, um, I always respect goalkeepers, man. And like you said. Um, you can play, even field players, you know, you can play till 40, but it's, it all depends on how disciplined you are, how well you take care of your body and how much you actually love the game. And I always get along well with goalkeepers because I love working hard. I love putting in the extra work. And I don't know, I just notice, and you can, um, you know, chime in here, but I just notice goalkeepers have a different mindset. I mean, you, you need to when you're, you know, when you're in front, you know, in between the posts and you, you can either make make yeah. a game, you can blow a game, you can change a game and a lot of pressure. Uh, and I think that contributes uh, to the strong mindset of a goalkeeper and just, you know, the extra work that goalkeepers always put in. I, I'm really always impressed. And, um, you know, I just, I know right away, I always get along with keepers just because of their work rate. Yeah. <laughs> and also... We, we uh, save save goals because I so I mean but um because I know you're a defender right so I guess we'll yeah but <laughs> yeah of course the biggest pass to you but um but yeah I mean as a goalkeeper compared to a field player I've I've actually had games where afterwards like it'd be a, a, you know a really like tough game where I'm I'm tested a lot and everything and very active but the mm. thing is it's it's not so much physical exhaustion i've been just so mentally yeah. drained yeah like so mentally drained um where i think more com- compared to a field player i feel like if, if a field player has given their all in the game they are physically exhausted you know mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah yeah to a like a, a very you know yeah physically exhausted well I've had some games where I'm just after the game, I'm just in the locker room, like, man, that was, that was exhausting and more, you know, just mentally exhausting, just, you know, because it's like, 
yeah it's uh it's it's uh, it has a lot to do with uh the mental side um, of course which i've really kind of like focused on a lot um uh, lately as well so it's uh yeah so definitely and um i also kind of skipped over um it is, uh from what i've done in since 2018 as well yeah um, but yeah i can i can interject and talk a little mm. bit more about that if you'd like yeah for sure i just want to like you know, chime in real quick and talk about something you had said before that's really important um yeah. i think you had said this in the beginning just like you know a lot of players mm. think you know if they're if they're good enough if they're a really really good player you know something's going to fall in their lap or they're going to automatically get an opportunity but um you know you obviously know and i know firsthand that sometimes you know that doesn't even matter the most important thing sometimes is who you know and what you know so what i always stress to a lot of people and especially a lot of young kids uh, listen to this podcast is you need a network, you know, you need to be a friendly guy. And I'm not saying network just to get things, but always make friends with people, you know, build relationships with people and make sure they're real relationships, not just fake relationships where you're trying to get something out of someone. Um, I always, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's give and take, you know? So, you know, it, it's, it's, a um, you know, it's a one-to-one ratio. So if someone does something for you, you do something for them. You know, it's just, it's the law of reciprocity. So for me, I think the power of loose connections is huge. Like you don't have to be best friends with everyone, but just be nice to people. And what I learned from over here, um, you know, especially when I was in Germany and other harsher countries, uh, not harsher, but, you know, countries where people aren't as friendly. And I could say that straight up. I'm not scared to say that, you know, where they leave the foreigner out um, and they don't include him in things. I just I, I don't think that's that's the right way to live. That's just not the right way to be a human, whatever culture, wherever you are. So for me, what I've learned personally is like, even if I'm like in one of those places and another foreigner comes in um, and I don't know what it is. Some people judge based on religion, based on looks, whatever it is, based on skin color. But for me, I learned from the first or second year that I was in Germany to always include everyone, always make sure that you acknowledge someone and, you know, acknowledge them as a human being. Not even just as a footballer, because I think a lot of people, and I notice it once you get to the professional ranks, it's like, you know, if he, if he wants to take my position, I'll kill him, which is reason, like reasonable. Like, yeah, you know, you're fighting to put food on your table if that's the only thing you got, which is reasonable. But it doesn't, I really don't think it has to get to that harsh point where you leave the guy out. Because at the end of the day, um, people don't realize, like, how tough it gets. And you could probably second this when it's just you and, and you don't have family and you don't have friends and, you know, it's just you battling every single day. And it's, it's a test of mental toughness. And what I tell people nowadays is like, everyone thinks, Oh yeah, they're going to come out to Europe and it's just going to be all landy dandy and flowers and roses. But no, nah, man, you got to fight every single day. And for me, I think the biggest thing is the mental part, being able to persist every single day, showing up every single day at training and being a consistent footballer. Um, and, you know, I know you've been on this journey for two or three years now. So if you could just chime into that and, and you know, what, you know, what do you think from that standpoint? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially because like you, as a foreign player coming from the States, coming over to Europe, you also have to be not just average. You have to be like above average of what they yeah. have already. Um, because I mean, there's so many players in Europe. I mean, and it, they can get a player for cheaper because they are, don't have to take up a foreign spot. That's, mm -hmm. you know, in the city next to them. So, I mean, you, you have to be, you know, much, much better um, as a player. And um, so, I mean, yeah, definitely. And the mental side as well. I mean, like, 
you're going over to yeah you're going over to Europe and everything and it might in, in hindsight it seems like wow this is like amazing but at yeah. the same time you got to think like you're giving up your family you're giving up you, you know like all your friends from back home and everything and you're going into a country all by yourself like and and there's you know different cultures different languages Mm-hmm. You know, a, lo- a lot of different things going on and and um yeah there's just a lot of things you, you and at the end of the day you really have to be mentally you know sound and mm-hmm. make sure you keep checking in with yourself because exactly. you know at the end of the day like if if you keep <laughs> if if you just go with the day like just go with the flow it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a real shock so like you just got to really you know do that like self-reflecting and whatnot and 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 that's kind of what i you know i've done over the past year and everything you know just really trying to focus on the mental side um you know because there's and there's so many things you know another thing that comes to mind is like let's say you don't like you're on the you're on a team and you don't play well in a game or something Mm -hmm. you know you 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 you're then you start you know second second guessing yourself sometimes you know what am i doing in this other country you know i'm you know all this all these things you know i could be back home doing this Mm -hmm. but these are like the doubtful thoughts that can creep into your mind but you know as as you mature mentally like that you got to be aware of when it happens and literally try to crush it out as soon as it does because if you let it live in your mind it's gonna be very bad so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's okay that it happens i mean we're all human yeah but be aware of it you know understand that you know you're thinking you're thinking that way but do your best to combat it with with something positive um something reassuring as well i mean and just being I mean, for me, I, I, I try to always be grateful for, you know, absolutely for, for what I have and everything. And, and so, yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of like the mental side. Um, so it's, it's not easy, not, not easy no. at all. So, I mean, exactly. You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, everyone wants to be a pro and everyone thinks, you know, it's, uh, you're going to go on Instagram and show your thousand euros, uh, you know, every single day that you're making, but that's just not how it is at the end of the day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a push and you got to say to yourself, you actually have to dig really, really, really deep down <clears throat> before you make that choice and that decision and that sacrifice. But once you make that decision, you got to go forward with it because I realize, you know, and I see what a lot of people is they make that decision and then they hit one obstacle or one failure and it's over. They go back home and they want to start working an easier job. But if you actually want it as bad as you say you want it, you got to persist. You got to keep pushing through and learn th- from those failures. And like you said, we're only human. Like you can be down. Don't judge yourself though. Just don't dwell on it and, and get right back up and keep going. I think for me, I always talk about how I think persistence is the strongest you know, word in, in the uh you know, in the English language and, you know, in any language, you know, in the dictionary, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, the ones who succeed are the ones who keep going and the ones who persist, they might not be better than the one who just had a big time failure and, and, and quit, but they're strong enough mentally to accept that, learn from it and keep going forward. So I I really think that's huge. And I think it's huge for a lot of guys who come over here, like you said, and get out of their comfort zone. They don't, they don't have support face to face. Like you could call your friends, you could call your family, but it's nothing like having another human being who really supports you in your, you know, in your mists. But um, yeah, man, no, I completely agree with you. Once you get out of your comfort zone, you're going to new countries and they're speaking different languages. It, you know, it's not easy. But like I said, you got to, if you want it, you got to make that decision and, and just follow through with vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and you said persistence. Um, another thing that comes to mind is like, yes, pers- definitely like 
the ones who keep going are the ones that are persistent. But also, if when you combine, because we're, we're talking about soccer here, which yeah, is like in my mind, like like it's amazing. I I love playing soccer. Yeah. So like when you when you mix passion with persistence, mm-hmm. like it's it could be a real good combination. Exactly. You know, because you know some sometimes people may mix persistence with something that they're not passionate about and you that's may, true what, you may run into a dead end but like at the end of the day like i'm i'm playing soccer and in, in 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 another country like you know it's 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 you know it's awesome I, I and i love what i get to do you know so um yeah no of course man of course yeah so if you could just take us back you know we skip we uh skipped ahead a little bit but after your um your year at Palm Beach, yeah, uh, you had said you went to PSC, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had skipped over to, to now where you're in Denmark. But I just want to know, after that year at Palm Beach, where did you go after that? You you went to Sweden, Definitely. is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I ended up going to Sweden. Um, one of the uh, goalkeepers from. Uh, it's actually pronounced the, the, the team that I played for in Sweden is uh, Omol. It's uh-huh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it looks like it's spelled Amal, but yeah, yeah, with the A's and the circles over it, it's like yeah. a sound. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So IFK Omol, and um, yeah, it was it was a it was a really good experience. Um, I, I I had um, some trials in the U.S. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but things didn't really work out. So, you know, my friend who is actually from my hometown in the, the, you know, the Washington DC area, um, he, he was a goalkeeper as well, or he, and he's still playing right now. Uh, Sam Howard, he's, he's uh, playing uh, over at Fresno right now in the U S. Oh, nice. Nice. And um, yeah, he, he, he's two years older than me. So he he had just played for two years over at uh, IFK Omol in Sweden. And he left the club uh, and uh, to play in the USL. So uh, when he left, he connected me with the coach. So I, I went over to Sweden and um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience. But um, yeah, like, like we were talking about before, there's a lot of other factors as well, but it, mm. it was a really good experience. I would say it was more good experience for me because it was my first time going overseas and exactly. um you know just taking that leap of faith because like you know like like sometimes you, you just gotta go like yeah bro so that that's kind of what i did and um um yeah it was it was a really cool experience going over there and getting games and we were sitting in first place when i came over uh i came for the second half of the season and um, we ended up getting promotion. Um, wow! In in divi- we won Division Three, uh, nice. and we got promoted into Division Two, which was a really cool experience as well. Yeah, that must um, have been awesome. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was a it was a really cool experience. Um, so yeah, I, going over to Sweden was really interesting as well because you know like it. it, it a lot everyone speaks english too which is kind of nice oh um, one of the greatest countries in the world man yeah one of the greatest yeah, countries in the world yeah it's a really nice uh culture and and and, and country um women aren't too bad either huh yeah yeah they're, they're <laughs> not bad as well so yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah my club was also right by the that biggest lake in sweden forgot what the lake wow. is called but it's the the one that's right in the middle or right in the southern middle-ish area mm-hmm. um and so and i came in july so it happened to be the hottest summer in 100 years in sweden wow. so it was uh, a really nice uh weather right by the waters there and i lived 100 meters from the pitch wow. so um it was really nice i was able to you know uh just go train whenever I wanted as well as yeah. with the team is really easy. Just, you know, so, um, 
I was really able to focus on soccer and um, yeah, it was really cool to play, you know, all these teams and over in Sweden and, you know, meet a lot of people and everything. And um, yeah, it's a good experience mm. for sure. So, so, so after that ended, what was the story? Like, um, were you going to resign or, you know, how did it work after that? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's also kind of like, the reality of how how it is uh playing in a in a foreign country so um yeah i mean i i I played you know the whole second half of the season there and i was in the midst of also helping us get promotion as well and everything Mm -hmm. so you would think okay well i should be offered again um but you know they decided to go with a cheaper option and mm-hmm. bring in a Swedish goalkeeper uh, in the area. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was just kind of the direction they were going. And I think the club as a whole was going in that direction. We had, we had a lot of foreign players that helped us get promoted. And I think that their next goal was to just try to stay in Division Two. Yeah. So, um, what they did is they're, they're trying to um, – they used up a lot of money in order to get promoted. So now they're trying to not spend as much money this year yeah. uh, while just so, trying to stay. And then once they get more money again, they will invest more in the players. Of so, course. Um, yeah, that's just kind of how it went. And um, so, yeah, I, that was in November is when I was last in Sweden. Okay. Um, of, of 2018 so um yeah it was a good season and um and i decided you know come back to the states for the off season in the winter mm-hmm. um and i tried you know a lot of these uh i tried my luck here in the usl as well you know yeah see what kind of options i could find yeah um and it was a, it was a, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. So um, I just, you know, was talking to some people and everything. And I thought, you know, I, I would like to go back to Europe again. I think it's, it's a good opportunity to, to play over there. I mean, because I mean, the soccer culture is actually yeah. like, it's, it, it's so much better yep. than in the U S I mean, we're talking, you know, in the U.S., it's the biggest sport. Yeah. Four other sports ahead of it. And so- and, but in Europe, it's, you know, everyone's watching soccer. Yeah. Um, you know, so and, 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 and another thing about Sweden that's really good is that, and also in Denmark where I am now, but is that there's so many more teams in, 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 a, in, in a smaller amount of areas. Exactly. And just that and, opportunity factor. Yeah, yeah, and 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 not not just that, but it's also like at all levels as well. So like you'll have exactly. a city where there's like, you know, there could be four or five teams ranging from mm-hmm. the top league down to you know one of the lower leagues. But you know, it's just kind of like getting on the ladder, and if you play good in your in your area, you you will get seen. Exactly. In the U.S. where if you exactly playing, th- th- there's not another team maybe for an eight-hour drive, you know? So mm-hmm. It's a little different. In that Absolutely, sense. bro. Um, so, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's definitely a big plus over there. Um, so, um, so, yeah, if we could just, you know, we're talking off-season a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I always, you know, my Instagram page and, you know, how I operate and things like that. And I I believe that you are your own asset. You know, you are in control of your own development. Um, Just as a human, you are in control of your own development as a human, as a footballer. We're obviously talking as a footballer. So you have to put in that extra work to gain that extra edge on, you know, teammates, opponents and things like that. So. I was just curious, you know, how you train during the off season. If you can just take us a bit through some of your off season training, maybe you know, a day in the life of the off season, and then after that, we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about you know, in season, how you're doing it now or how you did it last year. But I like making the comparison between both, 
and then also talking about some of the little techniques and tactics that you implement throughout the off season and in season. Yeah, definitely. Um, in the off season, well, first of all, I think for me, just like in general, for in, like my nature, I like I'm not one of those kinds of players where, you know, I can take like a month off from soccer mm-hmm. and just feel, you know, like oh, I need a month breaker or something like that, you know. Yeah, I, I'm 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 the kind of guy who definitely leans on doing probably too much. Um, yeah. Same. So that, 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 that was another thing when I was in Sweden, I actually had uh, a couple players come yeah, up yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, at, after training and like, like one guy in the locker room was telling me, he said, you like to train. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and he's like, he, and he was telling me like, look, you, you're doing too much. Yeah. I was just thinking like, what? Like, come on, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, I'm just like, getting extra you know things in and everything but yeah and then I I, I kind of also learned that I, I think it's I, and you've mentioned it before as well it's kind of like the American mentality to keep yep. more and more and more but mm-hmm. what really also opened my eyes is that in, uh, from playing in Sweden is that there's still there's more you can do but it doesn't necessarily have to be physical training exactly do more you can improve as a footballer from watching soccer you can improve as a footballer from your nutrition you can improve as a a footballer from doing yoga you can improve as a footballer just doing a lot a a bunch of touches on the ball which isn't physically demanding um and from watching and, and going to actual games you know networking with 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 teammates and players at games in Sweden and everything like that um you can improve as a footballer in all those areas exactly there's there's so many areas where you can improve on so just because you're not at the field with a bunch of cones and uh and and all that kind of you know jazz you could still improve um day to day and 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 also mentally as well you can improve Mm -hmm. uh you know just in your own room uh, with, with just mentally uh, getting as well. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of different aspects and um, you know, I've kind of learned that over the years. Um, so yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could, I could completely second that dude, because like when I first came over, like I, you know, I talk about this with Europeans every single day, like, you know, that American mentality, it's got its pros and cons, you know, we'll work our ass off. But sometimes, and I did it in the beginning, when I first came over, I was working too hard, you know, and everyone says, Oh, it's not even possible. It is possible, especially in the game of football, where it's more about quality over quantity. Um, and what I learned, it's, it's about working smart and working hard. And that's, you know, really when I got deep into the science of it about five years ago and been studying and researching ever since, because it really interested me because I would be training, uh, you know, when I was in Germany, when I first came over, I was training six hours a day Hmm. uh, at at a good intensity, you know, Um, probably not, of course, not at 110% intensity, because that's what that's, that's impossible, but maybe 70 to 80% at that rate, you know, two hour sessions each. But then when I went over to Sweden, I remember my coach said to me, you know, Rick, you know, we really love your work rate, but we got to handle your workload. And I was saying to myself, you know, isn't working hard the the best way to get better, the best way to move up? But what I realized is the best way to get better as a footballer is to work smart, you know. So I'd rather be doing a 75-minute to 90-minute session at a high intensity game speed at 110% giving my maximum rather than just like a 60 to 80% six hours a day. Um, And when I realized that I started feeling so much better, I was like, I started feeling like a human again. I could walk day to day, you know, because back then, you know, I thought it was normal being super sore all the time. 
So, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. And I think the pros of an American coming over to Scandinavia and coming over to Europe is um, coming over here with that vengeance and that will to always work hard. But also the benefit for us is being in Scandinavia, they balance you. So if you get too far off that scale, you know, you'll get a talking to if people care about you. And then you'll start to rethink your methods. And, you know, even if you are, you know, in tune with your body, you still might be working too hard. So I think the most important thing is to look at your team schedule, how your team periodizes the week. And then from there, you, you know, you make your individual schedule and how you're going to train individually. Definitely. And so like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with, with what you're saying there. And, and I also think it, it has its pros and cons, like you said, um, because, I mean, we have good work rates, but at the same time, it's like you have to work smarter mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just going to like kill your body. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like listening to your body as well. So like that's that's what I always try to do as well. Like, like will my like extra sessions, you know, prevent me from performing at my maximum rate mm-hmm. um, or my maximum potential at like the actual trainings. If, yep. if, if I'm teeter, if I'm teetering with that question, I, I, I shouldn't be doing, um, I, I shouldn't be do, doing too much before, you know, it, the, my, my, my separate sessions in season, at least it should be, um, in preparation to prepare for, um, you know, the team sessions, but for off season, I mean, it's a different story. Um, I guess in, in a certain sense, mm-hmm. uh, but like for me, yeah, like I was saying earlier, I, I'm not one to take like a month off for, for training in the off season. I, I like to still, you know, do as, do a lot, um, or as much as I can, um, I mean, I may take a few days off in and around Christmas time. Yeah, of course. Like traveling around New Year's and Christmas, but like, I think I think in the off season is when I kind of start really doing some more gym sessions as well. Like, um, because as a goalkeeper, I I, I need to be uh, I, I need to be very springy and be able to jump high. So. For example, this off season, I was working a lot on um, my vertical. So, I mean, that that has a lot to do, to do in the weight room with like squats and whatnot. So, I was mm-hmm. doing um, this 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 gym plan where I was trying to increase my vertical. So, I was hitting the gym a lot, but I was also training. I was tr- trying to train as much as I can as well. Absolutely. Um, because I mean, when there's no upcoming game on the weekend, yep. It's it's okay in the off season to be sore a little bit, yeah, um, you know. Um, but it, it I, as a player, if if you really need to like, because as a player, if you need to, you know, clear your mind from 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 you know always going. I mean, in the off season, it's okay to take a few days off. But for me personally, I only do that in a, in and around Christmas or New Year's. Exactly. Um, just just a few days not not, and even if it's like that i feel like man i gotta at least go out and do a run or something exactly (laughs) so um yeah and i've actually have seen a lot of improvement which is actually pretty awesome i mean they're telling me here in denmark that my vertical is like going up for crosses is is really good so like it's cool to see how that 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 i actually like you may not see it right away i mean this 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 plan that i started in the gym started all the way back around uh when i got back from sweden in november mm-hmm. um and you know it still may take a little time to get improvements but now that we're you know three months from that i i yeah so i i definitely um was able to improve on my vertical um and um yeah i mean i so I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to interject in there. And um, no, no, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. You know how um, 
it, it's completely, that's why I always try to tell players. And, and as an individual, it's always different. For me, I'm the same way as you. I don't really like taking much time off. But I always stress to people as well, you don't have to force it. So if you've had a long season, your body's tired, take a week or two off chill out, chill with the family. And like you said, the best time to do that is probably around Christmas time and New Year's because what I noticed as well, even, you know, I did train, but it was a lot of early morning stuff is like, man, when you're, when you're away, you just miss your family so much. So when you're home, you just got to cherish that time. You just got to cherish the time because first of all, you, you never know what can happen day to day. Uh, you always got to cherish your loved ones and, and you know, your friends and, and, and everything that you have back home. Because when you're away, you really, you know, when you're home, you might think, oh, my mom's annoying me or my dad's annoying me. My brother's annoying me. But when you're away, you really realize how great it is to have a supportive family and supportive people around you. So, like you said, I think, you know, it, the, during that time, it's a okay time to take a break and like you said during the off season it's absolutely okay to push yourself to you know to almost exhaustion you know and you got to be the judge for that you know I think every individual has his own um has his own potential and he, he or she has to judge it for themselves you know you can't be you can take take bits uh from here and there but for me I think you know like you said you got to listen to your body um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I'm pretty curious and I think a lot of listeners are, you know, how would a typical day in the life, uh, look for you in the off season? So, you know, when you wake yeah. up, you know, when you train, when you do your gym session, when you eat, you know, just give us an in detailed look, because I think that really helps these younger guys out to even set a template and a plan for their day. Yeah, definitely. Well, for me, I'm trying to... <laughs> Yeah, this off season was uh, definitely like ha- had some. It was it was kind of interesting on on how some things happened, but mm-hmm. I would say more of the typical day was getting up earlier than or pretty pretty early. I would get up maybe like six o'clock, nice, and, and um, you know do a little bit of uh my morning routine um reading and 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 praying just a little bit and getting some coffee in nice um, and everything like that uh, and how long does that take you that morning routine um well in the off season it would take me about 20 minutes maybe 20 30 minutes nice um and yeah i and then that and I, to, to be honest, like I, I wouldn't even, I, I would go right to the gym after that, um, mm-hmm. you know, about six thirty, seven o'clock and, um, do, do my, uh, gym session. Um, you know, so I, I, like I was saying before, I, I had a, a plan where, uh, or a gym plan where I was improving my, trying to improve and focus on my vertical. So, so what what would a you know what would what would the gym look like you know what would you be be doing what would you be incorporating into your yeah, so, gym session Yeah so I was doing some some front squats paired with um box jumps great stuff um and then I would also do you know kettlebell swings and one a lot of olympic uh explosive lifts Yeah um, yeah so, I mean, some days I would be doing uh, hand cleans. Some days I would be doing deadlifts. Nice. Uh, hex bar deadlifts. Um, and, and pairing that with um, an explosive movement, whether that's broad That's fantastic. Jumps, yeah. Yeah, broad jumps, um, you know, single-legged hops, um, uh, box jumps, um you know, some quick movements, sometimes, you know, sleds and whatnot. I mean, these, these yeah. are the things you want to do in off season. Of course. And just for the listeners, just to clarify to them, um, you know, a thing that you can do to improve, improve your speed, improve, improve. My God, I need to drink some more coffee and <laughs> Uh 
improve your speed, improve your explosiveness and quickness is like he says, like John's saying, and I do this as well in the off season is pair a heavy exercise. For example, like a front squat, a barbell back squat, a deadlift, and you're going for three to five reps using your max strength at an 85 to 95% exertion rate. And pair that with an explosive movement for five reps. So like he said, here's an example. You do a set of front squats, five reps. Take a 10 to 15 second rest. Go straight into broad jumps. So a broad jump is where is basically you're, you're hinging at the hips. It's similar to a deadlift. You're hinging at the hips and exploding as hard and as fast as you can off the ground and sticking your landing. So you're going max effort and looking to jump as long as you can to use that strength that you just, you know, developed from the squat and using that as elastic energy. So you're basically using that quote gym strength where you build in the gym and those broad jumps are going to help you take that out to the field. It's all about force transfer and transferring the force. And I think a lot of young guys, they just think, oh, I'm going to go in and do, you know, five sets of five of heavy squats and that's going to make me faster. But no, that's improving your gym strength. What you want to do is correlate the two and, like you said, use them in conjunction. So you're going to do one followed by the other to make sure you transfer that strength and you're not just gaining strength for you know for for no reason or you know to do good to do well in the bedroom you know i mean that's good and everything but you know what i mean but yeah man i mean um no that that sounds real good um so so how many days would you be in in the gym a week uh man in the off season i was in there a lot yeah Um, but just because i go to the gym doesn't mean i'm doing you know like that right there I, I would be like a full-on workout you know yeah um with obviously a lot uh, a few more things mm-hmm. but um i would say i would do i would be hitting the weights maybe three to four times a week absolutely i would still be going to the gym to do um to, uh, another, another few times to do some yoga sessions yep um, some like foam rolling, some stretching, some mobility sessions. Yeah. So I mean, the people at the gym saw me there basically every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm the same way. And yeah. You so, know, I think it's um, and I think you know people can do that at home as well. But I think also, like you had said in the beginning, how important it is to be focused mentally, like you were talking about as a goalkeeper just taking you out of your home space for a little bit and going into your training room and, you know, focusing on what you want to improve for the new season, uh, improve as a footballer. I think that really helps, you know, just, just that change of scenery. Yeah, definitely. And, and they also had, I went to an export in in my area in Virginia. Ah, nice. They had, they had like a, like a, like a, like massage area with like machines that would massage your legs. Yeah. As well as a sauna. So wow. like, so like even on my recovery days, you know, I'm, I'm doing those as well because like it, it was really good. I mean, and, and talk about saunas. I mean, at, in Sweden. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. There was, there was a, there was a, a place that I would go to, which was like, um, there, there, they had the sauna, the wet ones, the dry ones. Mm. It, it was in a pool area as well and there was also nothing like it bro a hot jacuzzi so me and my teammates we would just rotate between the four you know just do 15 minutes of this sauna 15 minutes in the pool 15 minutes in the hot tub 15 minutes in the wet sauna and then just rotate and it was really relaxing really really nice talk about good vibes man (laughs) i'm such a sauna guy yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, you know, in terms of, you know, since we're going into the sauna aspect, the recovery aspect, I want to touch base a little bit on your nutrition. Uh, you know, if you have a specific diet or, you know, even just how you would lay out your meals. So if you could just maybe take us through, you know, a quick, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what you would have each day uh, would definitely be helpful for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. Um 
Yeah, I mean, and, and it definitely changes per person. Um, of course. So like I've, I've kind of, you know, found out kind of what works for me. Exactly. So, so like, in the off season, like, I'm going to the gym super early, like, at, you know, 7 a.m. So, like, I think, like, for me, I, 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 I don't eat anything right before the gym. Yeah. I, I, I eat after. Um, yep. After A little fasted session. session. Yeah. So, like, it, it also kind of has to do with intermittent fasting because, Love you know, it. It, gives, it gives me more time to, for my body to digest from, from the day before. So, um, by the time I'm eating my breakfast in the morning, probably more of the late morning, nine or 10 in the morning, um, you know, I'm, uh, my body is fully digested and, and, and I'm from the day before, as well as, you know, I'm able to get pro what, what I really try to do is get protein in. So mm-hmm. I have eggs for breakfast usually, uh, and some oatmeal, uh, and um, maybe a protein shake. Um, yeah. And then uh, definitely try. Th- this is also the time where I get my vitamins in for the day. So I usually have like multivitamin, omega 3 fish oil. Great stuff. Uh, vitamin D3. Um, and sometimes I have a. When I. Yeah, I also have vitamin C tablets. Nice. Um, and yeah. Um, and so, and I also take a BCAA uh, powder. Great stuff. Um, you know, sometimes I do it uh, in and around my workout as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how my breakfast is. Um, it's it's really just kind of replenishing from you know the gym workout. Um, mm-hmm. So, and in in the off season, I, I was also doing. Uh, I would do a gym workout in the morning, but then I would also do a training session in the, it, it was, it was honestly when it, it, it would be either in the early afternoon or late morning. But um, if it was in the, the early afternoon, it was good because, you know, I was able to, you know, have that breakfast kind of relax a little bit and then yep. be able to get, you know, a, a football session. Um, yeah out at the field you know um get some good touches in and then uh by the time that's done i'm able to it's it's later in the afternoon and i'm having my lunch and um what i really like to have in my lunch and dinners um is just a lot of uh chicken uh or any any kind of type of meat is good Mm -hmm. in, in my opinion for me because I, I need I need that protein, so chicken, exactly. you know, beef, steak, tuna, whatever kind of meat, um, yep. and kind of rotate between those per day, um, and vegetables, you know, spinach, lettuce, broccoli, asparagus is a, is, is is something I really am loving, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some some brown rice as well. Great uh, stuff. Yeah, because that, that, that's the carbs. I, I, I've been trying to avoid the white. Well, I have actually have been avoiding uh, the whites, uh, white carbs, because um, I, I know that when it goes into your body, it just uh, it turns into sh- your, your body digests it into more of sugars, uh, mm-hmm. uh, as, as from what people have been telling me. So um, I think I've definitely made that change like a couple of years ago, just brown rice, whole, whole wheat, everything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and and I even make sure of that in my oatmeal in the morning. I literally look at the, when I go to the grocery store because there's so many oatmeals that can have you know added sugars. Absolutely. Um, so I just literally look for the one that has in the ingredients is only whole grain oats. Great stuff and, from you. And and if and if I need sugar, I just put a banana with it. And yeah, exactly. So, Natural sugars. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of how like my lunch looks, and then dinner. Another good thing for carbs is uh, sweet potatoes. Of so course, I, I pretty much have you know that as well at dinner with a, with another piece of meat. You know whether that's like a steak or something. If 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 uh, if that's in my budget for that night. Of course, <laughs> but, uh, of fish is also good. You know, omega threes and whatnot. Yeah. And um, yeah. No, it sounds I, like your diet's real on point, man. I mean. 
I said from the beginning, I always get along with goalkeepers. And uh, I could tell, you know, you really put in the time to get your knowledge on point. And, you know, whether it's asking questions or reading, you know, I think everything that you're doing from a nutritional standpoint sounds sounds real good. Um, but uh, I don't know if you heard, I made a quick transition from home to outside. Uh, I actually have a training session now in, in 20 minutes, but I've really enjoyed the conversation. You know, it's been really good to uh, get on with you. And uh, just if we could finish off the last five to 10 minutes, I just want to ask you two very important questions that I think a lot of our listeners will really like to hear your answer to. And the first one is, you know, I always ask this is if you can go back uh, at any age, you know, and, and give yourself some advice, you know, what what age would that be and what would you tell yourself wow that's that's a great question um man um mm. well no pressure i I, <laughs> I mean i'm not sure what age i would tell myself maybe you know like a younger age mm-hmm. um maybe in my early teens or so, but what I would definitely say is <laughs> to my, <laughs> to keep going yep. and, you know, it's going to be tough, but, you know, don't give up and yep. really stick to your, 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 your core values that you truly believe in um, yep. and, and like your true purpose, because um, at the end of the day, we're all going to be done playing football as well. Yeah. There's going to be a day. So you shouldn't change, you know, yourself in order to, you know, please other people. You shouldn't change your, you know, who you really are deep down inside. Yeah. Stick to your values and stick to, you know, your purpose. Um, Because, you know, I, you know, I, I really believe that God has a purpose for all of us. Yes, and, yes. You know, there's one day where we won't be playing football anymore. And there's also a day where we won't be, you know, or we'll be even older than that. And, you know, life isn't uh, life isn't uh, too long. You know, if you think yep. about the, the grand scheme of things. Absolutely. So, yeah. Stick to your values. Definitely is what I would say. And great stuff. Yeah. Um, and then. You know, for our listeners, uh, younger guys or whoever's chasing the dream of being a footballer, if you can just give, you know, maybe uh, a couple pieces of advice, a little couple tidbits, um, what would it be in terms of, you know, chasing the dream as a pro and, and going after your goals? What any, you know, if you could give us some specific things, that'd be great. Yeah, Um you 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 got to understand like uh, an advice I would say is like t- try to understand as much as you can that it's that there's it's it's extremely competitive like mm-hmm. there's so many people in the world that are that want to do to to play soccer professionally and just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to happen you have to really back it up with a lot of action and even yes and even after all that, it still might not be enough. So yep. you really just got to keep pushing as as much as you can, and 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 also enjoy it as much as you can as well. Like really try to do both of that because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're playing soccer. It's uh, you know, we, we play it for a reason. We love it. So exactly. Um, but it's it's not going to be easy. So push yourself. You know, keep going. Um, you know, don't lose hope just because of one you know mistake or anything like that. Um, yeah. Just you, you just got to keep going because, like you said earlier, the ones that are still going are the ones that are persistent. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and when you combine that with your passion, like you mm-hmm. can go really, really far. So. Just keep going. Absolutely, bro. And just to add on to that, you know, like you had said in the beginning, just being grateful for, you know, what you have because there's someone, there's many people in the world that 
wish they had this opportunity. Like, for example, you know, I, I've heard a couple guys through, you know, I've heard it a bunch of times how people say out here, you know, in Europe, oh, I hate so- I hate football. Uh, I don't want to be playing, you know, I don't want to be here. So sometimes, you know, I want to say to them, but you really can't. I talk about it with other friends, but like I say to myself, it's like, man, I know so many people, so many damn people on this earth that would want to be where this person is. So like you had said in the beginning, man, just be grateful for what you got right now. Be grateful for what you have and not for what you don't have. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, And I know, you know, goalkeepers keep in close contact. So I think there are some goalkeepers that probably listen to this that would want to get in contact with you. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, but if you can just, you know, just let me know and let them know where the best place is to contact you for some advice and, you know, to see how things are going with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Social media wise, uh, I like to use Instagram. So, um, yeah, that's uh, John underscore Hollinger 27. Um, And then I also have a, I just created a uh, goalkeepers uh, Instagram. Great stuff. They want to, you know, look at that. It's got a, a lot of, you know, a few training videos up and everything like that. I can send you that and they For can sure. put that in the, the show notes as well. And then also Facebook as well. So, yeah. Great stuff, man. But, yeah, I mean, uh, really good to get you on. And, you know, in the near future, we definitely got to catch up, uh, grab a beer too, you know, chill out and uh, – Catch some good vibes, maybe some sauna vibes in Scandinavia. Definitely, man. That would that would be that'd be awesome. For sure, brother. But hey, we'll keep yeah. in touch and uh good luck in Denmark this season. Uh once again, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Definitely. Hey, I really appreciate it, Rick. Thank you very much. Of course, much. brother. Great combo. Have a good day. You too. Peace, man.